Whitney wanted to get rid of her daughter. How awful is that? Not forever, of course, but for the night. She was weary of the 16-year-old attitude, the rolling of eyes, stomping of feet, the judging glances and biting remarks. That's why she wasn't paying as much attention as she should have been when dropping Amelia off at Lauren's. Her mind was back in their apartment, her butt planted on the couch, bare feet propped on the table, a pint of ice cream in her lap. The destination is on your right. She turned the steering wheel, following the instructions given by the disembodied voice of the GPS in her daughter's phone. Amelia held it up, giving the illusion that her palm was talking. The house in front of them was nondescript, a tract home, painted tan with beige trim, a cream door, two large windows overlooking the narrow front walkway. The only thing that set it apart from the others was the row of rose bushes lining the left perimeter of the yard, scarlet red petals and thorny jagged stems. Whitney pulled her car over, tires hugging the curb. Amelia hopped out the minute her mother's foot pressed down on the brakes, as if she was desperate to be free of her. You sure this is her house? Whitney asked. Amelia shrugged, glancing down at her phone and then back up. This is the address she gave me. Her tone was impatient, irritated. That's how she'd been lately, distant and moody. Everything her mom said and did annoyed her. Originally, she'd planned to walk Amelia up to the front door and meet Lauren's mom. But on the way over here, Amelia had begged her not to do that, pointing out that she was no longer a little girl. As much as Whitney hated to admit it, she could see her point. Amelia was 16. As soon as she finished her driver's training and passed her test, she'd be driving on her own, and then Whitney wouldn't even have the option of dropping her off at her friends. It was time she learned to let go. Loosen the death grip a little. Instead of following her daughter, Whitney stayed inside the car, watching through the smudged glass of the passenger side window. Amelia's dark hair swished down her spine as she sped to the front door. When she reached it, she readjusted the blue overnight bag that was secured on her shoulder while lifting her other hand to knock. Lauren appeared in the doorway, flashing a smile at Amelia. She wore a pink headband that made her look much younger than 17. Amelia peered over her shoulder before stepping forward, her lips curling at the corners as she threw her mom another wave. It was the largest grin Whitney had gotten in days, and she welcomed it, grabbed hold of it, and then gave it back. After watching them both disappear inside, Whitney pulled away from the curb. Without even looking in the rearview mirror, she sped toward her night of freedom, dreaming of a couch to herself, and a movie Amelia couldn't make fun of. Saturday, 10 a.m., 17 hours after drop-off. Whitney had been up for hours and still hadn't heard from Amelia. Last night was restful, quiet, peaceful, all the things Whitney had wanted it to be, much needed. But this morning, she was suffering from a serious case of mom guilt. She missed her daughter, was anxious for her to come home, attitude and all. Unlocking her phone, she shot her a quick text. Ready for me to pick you up? Even after several minutes, no response came. Not that she was shocked. When Amelia had friends over, they stayed up all night giggling and talking. 
no matter how many times Whitney would remind them to keep it down. Within minutes, their muffled voices would return, drifting through the adjoining bedroom wall. Most likely, she'd done the same at Lauren's, and they were both still asleep. The house smelled like Saturday morning. Coffee, creamer, maple syrup. French toast had been a weekend tradition for years. When Amelia was little, she'd wake up early and bound into her mom's bedroom, eager for breakfast. But lately, it seemed Whitney ate alone more often than not. Even when Amelia was home, there was no guarantee she'd join her. Amelia lived in her room, earbuds perpetually plugged in her ears, as if she'd grown another extremity. Still, Whitney couldn't bring herself to stop the tradition altogether.